You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making waves. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Making Waves episode, I don't know, 106. 106. Yeah. 106. Yeah, definitely. And we'd like to welcome the gentleman rockers of Aranda to the program. Thank you guys for coming tonight. Gentlemen. That, guys. that may have been the, the, the softest opening ever there. Like we just kind of <laughs> eased on in. I'm Al McManus, uh, the uh, VP of Operations for Shiprocked. And with us, we have Chad Nicefield and Hello. Damian. We have Damien and Gabe Miranda here. And uh, guys, what is shaking in your world right now? You both look lovely and beautiful. What's happening with uh, what's happening with you guys uh, these days? We're growing our beards. Um, we're going to try to do that for the next three months without like any kind of cut, which is just going to be straight. We like beard rock. So listening to a lot of ZZ Top lately and just getting really inspired. Yep. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking you're going to have to listen to a little bit more ZZ Top. Yeah, I think some good. of you are listening to a lot of ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are still on the first record. Yeah, you need, <laughs> There's good stuff coming. You guys are the high skill talent show. I feel like you need 50% more ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This exactly. is Billy Gibbons at 15 years. Uh, less yeah. leg, more tush. <laughs> you do got you guys do look good. If for those who can't see, uh, I'll describe it really quickly. I'll just, yeah. I'll just, there's so about, on the left, there is a luscious uh, <laughs> yeah. If you were to close one eye, no, <laughs> you guys are looking great. And it's very good to see both of your faces. Uh, uh, I don't mean to bogart this moment here, but I just wanted to say you're always my favorite people to see on, on the ship. Oh. Literally every single time. Thank you. Thank you. Really? I want to say that. Really? Is that even better than Al? Are we supposed? Are we supposed to say the same? No. No, you don't say anything. I just, I'm letting you know my truth. It's up to you to come to Jesus or not. <laughs> I just love hanging out with you because I think you're hilarious. Both you guys actually are two of the funniest guys that I think we know. So. Oh wow! Thank you. Pleasure. So you, not, need more, well, so you need more to find more friends, obviously. Yeah. Expand your right. friend network. Well, oh, I only I said that because you're there and I didn't Cause I, yeah, cause I'm listening. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> we can get him to go lag. <laughs> so no, I do I, so if we have if we experience a couple technical difficulties, we've established early on that uh the boys are on the on the tail end of the new tornado alley out there in Oklahoma City. I think um, there's actually a warning in the county right now. So we're her, we're looking good. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Chad, I, I, like I was saying, it's always something every week, isn't it? Like always weather. I mean, who do we, I forgot who we had last week. Elias uh, from Nonpoint. It was like, I think there's blue. I think the sky's green. So that shit, that stuff just happens. Just awesome. <laughs> I mean, Justin, and, too, you know, he was, he was had down and out that one day because of the weather. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. yeah no, the Wi-Fi no still up. That's good. We're yeah. happy about that. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, Al, Yes. Other than growing beards, uh, <laughs> we went we'll, off on that. <laughs> yeah, we actually we've been doing really well. I we would I would actually say for us, we are kind of experiencing a little bit of a rebirth in our careers. A little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. We uh, um, in about I, I say 2016 2017, we kind of halted things for a little while. And then we tried to start ramping stuff back up and. Um, it's pretty well documented what happened with our drummer and, um, uh, all that. And so that kind of halted us again. Then 
the pandemic came and it kind of, you know, we recorded a record during the pandemic, but it's really been the last year where we've actually been going back out and touring some and doing some shows and releasing more music. And, um, again, it's just been 2022 into 2023 has just been really, really great. And we're really thankful that we're still able to do it. And, um, and actually having a lot of fun doing it now because we're not putting a bunch of pressure on ourselves to like achieve something. We're just like, <laughs> Hey, we want to we wanna make music and um, hang out and, and play and have fun. And, and those things make things way more enjoyable than trying to maybe chase something, which is maybe what we were trying to do at some point in our careers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, you're chasing something, but the, the thing, the object is different, right? You're still chasing something. And it's and you're fueled by the passion for music, but your goal has changed potentially, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We are definitely fueled by just really the art of it, um, really kind of the messaging of, of just really having something to say. It's so there's a part of us that was like, man, maybe we kind of halted for three or four years because we didn't have mm-hmm. the right thing to say, or we didn't yeah. have. But we really have a lot to say now, and so we're uh we're doing that now and we're kind of doing it for us at a record pace (laughs) yeah do you think that's a thing with bands i think that might be a thing with bands where you know especially bands that have long careers it's like this record was just kind of so so you know it's like maybe they just didn't have anything to say that like in their life right they just you got to go experience things in your life um i mentioned i I had a meeting today and i I met with a, a an artist that's really successful right now and um, and my business partner was like, he's like, man, I sure hope he's enjoying it, you know, because he's so busy. And I'm like, I, I, in this, I'll bring this back, but I, I thought he has to be enjoying it and taking time because he's keeping his his music is fresh every time. And if he mm. wasn't enjoying it and going out and, ex- and enjoying the fruits of his labor somehow and living life and interacting with real people or going on his boat or going on his truck or his new car, like he wouldn't, he wouldn't have anything to talk about or anything to say. And his music is very fresh and he's constantly creating. So for you guys, it's like, Hey man, if we're, if if we don't have anything to say, maybe we just don't say anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we were on record four of a six record deal with a label. Mm -hmm. and It was like, Hey, you guys have to put this record out. Um, It's just kind of nice to like, wait until something, happens and wait till you have something really to say to people and and that's what music is about all in the first place is connecting with people you know what i mean i think it was also therapeutic for us too you know it's like unfortunately for us a lot of what happened was kind of tragic and outside of the pandemic losing band members and people close to us and our dad passed away during that time and it just that fueled a great creativity in us but it also was more of a cathartic type of process too to kind of help us get through that stuff yeah because you you know i at least i think that we do connect through brokenness as human beings like that is to me like that that transcendent transcendent thing where it's like we connect through brokenness like when we talk with human beings usually the things that we have in common are some right. of the bro- most broken things and that's why it's like oh god man i you know too. what you, i know what you mean you too <laughs> you know yeah, and that yeah. That really, and as as far as with music, that's I think what our last record really was. Man, we were pretty broken, but mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit of triumph in that, basically from the overcoming of that. Chad, it sounds like the what Winston would said you got when you and Justin talked to Winston from Parkway Drive, and he was talking about the darkness of music. Yeah, pretty pretty similar kind of thoughts we had him on a month or so ago, and he <laughs> and he said he was kind of along those same lines. It's like that's the bonding part of music is the kind of the dark and kind of maybe more depressing things. Not that you live in that necessarily, but that's what that's the the catharsis, right? That's what you're trying to maybe get out of what's in your system. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's like, hey, I want to share all my crap with you. Here, I hope you like it. But they people, the listener has crap too. Yeah, there's the surface level connection, you know, that where the fun songs and the just rock, let's just have fun. But the deeper connection you have with each other are the those type of songs where you're connecting on something tragic that has happened to you, but is a universal thing that just happens to people at certain points in their life. And so it does create a, especially with our fans and stuff, it creates a really cool bond and and when you feel that and get that back from them that hey man, this really helped me through 
a, a really bad time, you know, and we come back to it and say, guess what? It helped us through a really bad time creating it. So mm-hmm. we're glad to put it out there and, and have you get something out of it too, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I think there's something to be said about empathy in musicians and the when the tough when the going gets tough the tough gets going type sort of situation where I mean there's tons of us during that during what you described as a a, a worldwide pandemic right and then on top of it your own personal strikes that it would be a daily no matter what it caused a lot of folks including myself to freeze mm-hmm. you know like I don't know how to feel I don't want to deal with how I'm feeling. I don't know. I don't have the pen and paper, the strength really, right? In these days. And when you're maybe, maybe there's something also to be say about the, the idea of where you guys, you guys blood, you know, to be able to lean in on each other. You haven't seen, you, to be disgusting about it. You've both seen each other shit from very early on, right? Yeah, you know, like that sure. sort of humility goes right out the window when it comes to <laughs> uh, the humanity of like empathy and all of those other things. So I, 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 I I think a certain pedigree of human, right, can have a conversation that you you you, you mentioned, Al, with Winston and, and our friends here in Aranda. Not everybody has the same story, um, but we sure, not everybody speaks the same story, but we sure do feel it. And, you know, when you're able to, like, empathize and realize who, exactly who you are within that process, it's pretty special, man. I can't say anything else other than kudos and the fact that you were able to, after what, seven years, put a record, right? Your last record before yeah. this was seven years and yeah. to come out of a, like you're saying, come out of such a dark period, stronger than you've ever been. That has something to do with, you know, the tail behind you, you know, the trail that you've lived of your lives together. Yeah. Very fucking cool. Too, really the appreciation to, you know how it is whenever you get to play a live show or whenever you get to play in front of anybody or get, to, or somebody actually says, dude, that made a difference. You're mm-hmm. like, man, you, you, I guess have the capacity now to hear that and, and receive it and go, man, that is, that is one of the most special things you can ever really attain as a It's musician, definitely you know? different as you get older, you know, that when somebody says what you're talking about now, you do, you feel it inside and you're like, wow, man, I feel like I just did what I was created to do, you know, and mm-hmm. you receive it, like you said, more than just like, oh man, thanks, you know, thanks. You're really like, wow you know, try to take yeah. it in and, you know, feel those moments and, and be in the present in those moments, you know. How like did the, the um, sorry, go ahead. How did the, it's interesting because you have probably had to, did you have to, I guess it's a, a more a, a complex question, <laughs> multi, multifaceted. Did you, um, did you have a stuff, a bunch of stuff kind of, bits and pieces ready to go worked on when you sat down did you sit down and go okay you know what let's start on a new project or was it a matter of you know like we got all this stuff kind of we've been kicking around maybe it's time to pull it all together or was it a very specific thing going okay we're starting okay ready we're starting okay start right <laughs> yeah well, how, did, how did this writing process for this project happen uh, it was it was that very i mean in a, a significant way it was obviously very different but what was the writing process about for this project um i think for us again we had started thinking about this project right before mike passed away and so i remember when we had kind of the first bits of something and we went in to record the first song. It was a song called Pay For, which we ended up doing with Vernon Reed from Living Color. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we had the bare bones of it, and we rec- were recorded, and it was actually Mike's last recording session mm. oh, um, wow. before he had passed. And I remember just the whole thing was like, man, um, we, we've always considered ourselves just even in, in the landscape and the genre of – uh i guess rock and active rock and all that stuff active yeah like we we've (laughs) always stationary rock stationary (laughs) rock we're not i guess our sound might be a tad bit different than maybe a lot of of uh of what you hear in that genre and so you know we were kind of the hollow notes of active rock and it was just like um we would go in there i would find that to be highly complimentary (laughs) <laughs> and and but we'd go in and we went in there with that kind of attitude we're like man we can only be ourselves we're not trying to really be anything else so we love to rock we love harmonies and that was what we kind of went in we were like okay we're gonna do that then the messaging started becoming a real big thing it's like man this doesn't feel you know when we had done 
maybe the last couple records there's always a couple of those songs that's you know kind of like man somebody did me dirty and you know um you know my ex you know did this or whatever and like that we had really none of that business on this record at all it was really all more about the human condition and um and kind of the landscape of the world <clears throat> like we had a song called excuse me i can't which was just like man when you would turn on the news during that whole 2020 season you were just like oh my gosh man this is just this is next level <laughs> like this is you know i mean you can call it whatever you want and um we had kind of got gone into that song going man i just i don't i one i don't want to be controlled two I can't take this, man. I can't take all this hate, all this. I mean, there were so much polarizing people just hating each other because they thought this or they thought that, or you're crazy for this or whatever. And it was just, I mean, it was maddening, I think, for all of us, you know. Um, There's already so much information, you know, that, that that comes to you through the internet that I don't think we're meant to know about everything that's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. I just don't think our brains and, and our sensitivity and stuff. And if you can't process that or filter it the right way, or if you try to solve all the world's problems or really take all that stuff in, it affects you mentally. You know, I think a lot of us have ha had to kind of pull back from all that. And, you know, I saw a lot of people, especially on social media, like, man, I've got to take a break from this because mm -hmm. you can only, I, they never, well, a lot of them never came out and and said why they were taking the break, but but I just imagined, yeah, man, it's tough. Like yeah. sometimes you have to turn it off and get away from it. Or so, at the very at the very least, compartmentalize. Oh yeah. man, I was I'm just mad. I was just about to say, oh, man, you were reading my mind because that was went right in. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, because here's the thing, right? We get we all get this news, and some consume it more than others. I think those that consume it the most, I think. Maybe I'll disagree. I think those that consume it the most and are most aware of things that are happening in the world are the sadder people that you know. I'm not saying I'm not suggesting they're sad people or like how sad. I'm not. It's not a put down. It's a. It's just a. When you interact with them, it seems like they might not be as happy as someone else. And I would challenge everyone out there that may be listening or maybe ignoring. I would challenge. Um, what part of what you're consuming matters? Yeah. Yeah. Does it matter? You know, we all know that bad things are happening. We all know it. But do, I think the repeated beatdown of getting that information. And there's so much of it. We can't do it. There's so much. And you can't do a dang thing about any of it. Not a single thing. The only thing you can do is be nice to your neighbor and be, and open the door for people at the grocery store personally. I don't go in the grocery store. I Instacart. That's just how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But when, I, when I click order on my Instacart, I do it with a smile as if someone's there saying, thank you for your order. And I look at them and I say, thank you for providing this service to me. Did you say it out, affirmations to your phone? Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Hey, by the way, I use, I've been using that chat GPT thing for some hilarious stuff. I think it's hilarious. And, yeah. I, and, and when I edit it, I say, write a funny paragraph about blah, blah, blah. And they do it. And I, and I want to edit it. And I start with, cool. That's awesome. Thanks. Can you please revise it with, and I'm like, well, why am I saying cool, that's like, the, please. And yeah. here's a compliment to this, to the thing. Right. But, I, but we, but here's the thing, Chad, it's interesting. You say that. I think that we get used to communicating on the internet in those ways where you quick buy something from Lowe's. Like you guys know this heart, you know, blue collar guys have built probably more shit than anyone will build that I know. Right. And that kind of thing. Right. And you go and you buy it from Lowe's and you're like, bam, I got it. And you go to Lowe's and you pick it up. There's no interaction with people anymore. Everything is very cyborg and we've yep. forgotten how to just have basic politeness. So all those things combined, man, it's a, it can be really, you got to be aware that it's happening and you just got to be on your best behavior when you wake up in the morning and say, you know what, today I'm just going to be nice. It, it, you have to just, if you're really wanting to help, you have a sphere of people and influence around you that you're neglecting by putting all of your energy into what's happening abroad or whatever you've got. Like, I always look at it. Like I've got five guys that work for me and I always, I do a construction tile stuff. And I always think about like, 
when I get like that, when I start really worrying about like the shootings that happen, how, what are we going to do? I always start going, man, what, what are you doing to help those guys out that you have direct access to on the daily and you're able to know literally what each one of them is going through, what they're mm -hmm. struggling with, whether it's financial, family, how can you influence and help in a positive way, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for me, that's the way I get out of that that yeah. mindset and it's like, certainly not to say you know, that those it's certainly not to say that those other things don't matter because they do oh yeah but it's it's also like what i, I can't do anything about that i mean everyone you, you know you feel so hopeless and you get so overwhelmed with all those bad things but like you said i mean it's time to focus on hey what's the good thing i can do today right am i taking yeah. donuts to the teacher today like am i sending my you know am i telling my kid to write a thank you note to his gym teacher you know yeah. Hey dad, I did this cool thing in gym class yesterday and it was blah, blah, blah. And the teacher was really cool. Hey man, take, take a let, take a minute, take a letter, put it in your backpack, give it to your teacher tomorrow. Like we really only have know. that much. I don't know. We only have so much energy to give to that type of thing, you know? And when you overwhelm yourself with stuff, like you're saying, that doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter in your world. I think you're, you're neglecting what you could be doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you, so if one was to crank up the Aranda, the new Aranda music, like I did in the car today, assuming one was to do that, <laughs> um, for a minute. I, I may be jumping to the end here, but which is a, this is a question that may be asked at the end, but what, um, what are y'all, what are you trying to say with this piece of music? It's obviously a grouping, a, a, a collection of songs. But you said you had something to say. Now you have something to say. Put it in a funnel. And if you had to put all the songs in a funnel, what would the what would come out the other end of the funnel? Um, Certainly with the with the title, I should at least say recollection yeah. of a painted year. It seems like Yeah, let's talk about that first. Very on the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for us it was it was really that collection of songs that, you know, are experienced in that 18 to 24 month period of like lots of loss lots of even stuff dealing with our family um our identities uh you know i mean i don't think there's enough that that is said sometimes about how especially us as musicians sometimes we we sometimes bury ourselves and think our identities is the music and is our voices or is our guitars which is just a complete farce it's not you know there's so much more to <clears throat> to to humans in general than just what they do. You know what I mean? It's who they are, you know what I mean? And so um, we kind of wanted to overall the recollections of a painted year. Yes, it was this collection, but it was almost like, man, do you feel the way that we do? You know what I mean? Do you, um, we're all in this together. We're all in this thing called life, this struggle called life together, you know? So, you know, as it go, as we go down, <clears throat> excuse me, the list of songs, there's a song called, will we ever know? Mm -hmm. And I know we've all struggled with this. Like, I remember just kind of had my guitar and I'm looking out literally my window and it's just kind of like <laughs> that, you know, it's deep thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh my God, I wonder if this life, what, what is this life kind of thing? Yeah. It's like, you know, I often wonder, you know, if my life even has real meaning. And it's like, if we're born to die, you know, does it even matter? Mm -hmm. uh, will we ever know that? Like, will you know, what is the answer on the other side? And so that's how the record starts out. Usually on every one of our other records, it would always be like, you know, and this was always talk like that. I was going to say, well, usually it's Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get yeah. exactly. We steal from you guys. <laughs> you gotta come out and be like, just be in the back room and pure tears. <laughs> All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but then we thought it would just be you know crazy as we kind of like it, the track listing and the order of it was pretty deliberate. You know, mm -hmm. right after that, it's like we're talking about being the underdog and and coming out the other side of things. And then the next thing is um, a song about like people not really seeing you for who you are. It's called Invisible. Mm -hmm. And the next song going into a song called Over My Head, where it's just really about mental health issues. That it's like man, I'm trying, have you ever just been in a situation where you're trying to save somebody and they, you're like, man, the only person that can really save yourself, you, you've got to do something for yourself. And, yeah, and that's, a, that's an interesting play on words in the title too, right? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And then after that, um, there's a song on there called Even When, which is just a deeply, deeply personal song from me to my son. You know what I mean? And so it's basically from my son's perspective, he was going through a ton. I won't disclose everything, but he was going through so much stuff. And I just, I thought I was going to lose him. And um, I was, he? Um, he? he just turned 20. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this was about three years ago and he had just was just struggling, struggling, man. And it was during, it was a week after the pandemic had hit. So I, I couldn't go see him. He lives in San Francisco. I couldn't go see him. I was a mess. He was more of a mess. And the only thing I could do was like, man, I, I've got to do something. And so it was literally kind of a love letter to my son and just from almost from his perspective, and I kind of wanted to write it from that, like what he was thinking. And I wanted him to know I'm there even when, even when anything is mm -hmm. all the stuff that's falling down, I'm still here, man. I'm still here even when. And so that was again, just deeply, deeply personal song. Um, and then the other song um, after that, we have a song called blue sky, which is kind of the feel of it. it's kind of more like a King's X slash audio slave. Totally. totally. No, I don't speak English. So I didn't understand that song. <laughs> oh, that's Cielo Azul. Cielo Azul. Yeah, I didn't understand that song. Uh, what's fu <laughs> what's funny is y'all. The first time I listened to that, I got Cielo Azul first. Oh shoot! Okay. Really? So I was sitting there listening to it, and I was like, I was kind of listening. I'm like, what the heck is he saying? Like, what is he saying? And it took. I'm not gonna lie. I'm embarrassed to say it took longer than it should have for me to realize that you were singing in Spanish <laughs> <laughs> much longer. I just thought I couldn't understand what you were saying or like and my brain was the accent is that guy you stumbling. <laughs> it was, but, but here's the, I have a question about that song. It was so cool that you did that. And I'm like, okay, there's a couple things going on here in my mind. Either it's a it, just random stuff. I was thinking one is what a cool marketing angle, whether it was or whether it was not or where it came from, we can get into. But I'm like, that's a cool marketing angle, period, like for any band to do that, right? Not assuming that it was strictly for marketing. And then the other part of it was, I was thinking, these guys had to have known somebody that speaks Spanish. And uh, this is my hunch, someone who speaks Spanish and could sing. Because I felt like maybe you had somebody sing it and give it back to you so you could get it right. Unless you're completely fluently fluent in Spanish. He's, he's completely fluent. In Spanish. Okay, there you go. Because no I was like, how else? Because I didn't know that about you, right? So I'm like, how else would he know? Because you how can't get you? it right. You can't get it right by just reading it off the page. You'd have to hear somebody sing it to you or be bilingual. Yeah, but I mean, Damien's wife is, is uh, Puerto Rican and she really wrote did most of the translation on the words. See, and, I knew, I knew there was some help. I 100% right. Cause she's yeah. a, a great singer as well. And so you helped a ton out. That's a good call. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good call. So our, you know, Aranda is she's, a Spanish. She's like the name. Puerto Rican yes. Rod Stewart. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. <Twitter>. Ronaldo. <laughs> so, you know, so it's been, the reason we did it was it is part of our identity. There's a big part of us. That's like yeah. our, uh, Great great grandparents yeah. from Cuba. So they DNA, were yeah. from Havana, Cuba. And that's where the Aranda name comes from. Yeah. And so his wife is Hispanic. My wife is from Mexico City. Um, so we have deep ties in in that the Latin world. Our kids are are are, are mixed, yeah. you know. Yeah. My Yo, that's, that's two super out of my sexy, three kids so don't even white, so you know? cool. <laughs> All of it is so cool. I, yeah, I that's like that. so that's why we did it, and and I always talked about doing it, um, and then finally we just decided on this record. Why are we not doing? Look, our name is Aranda. You know, it's like yeah. if, we ever, if we ever were able to tour in Latin America or South America, um, Central America, um, Latin America, um, you know, we would do well. You know, um, so why are we not trying to service that market at all and try to connect with that part of our? our identity, yeah. you know, so it's been Damien, fun. But Damien, you mentioned that, that, um, Gabe was the one that, that speaks, uh, more fluent Spanish. Cause you were like, you pointed at him. You're like him. You don't, well, we didn't grow, we didn't grow up speaking Spanish. So I started learning Spanish when I met my wife, I was 15 years old. So mm. I, 
the line st- the line stopped with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. He stopped speaking Spanish to the kids, and so that's gotcha. when like mm-hmm. that stopped. And then it was very kind of American to speak English. Right. You know, that was the just the the culture back then. And so the they his his wife was Italian, so they would speak Spanish and Italian back and forth when they didn't want them to understand it, but they didn't teach them directly those languages so that's where it stopped and so i kind of have picked it up it's funny because my kids now are are picking it up i know i I really feel like one of them is probably gonna marry a a a spanish speaker just just his tendencies and stuff and his girlfriend now is is hispanic and so you know it'd be pretty awesome to to have that Bring Come it back. back. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, okay. I want to, okay. I should know the, I should know this, but I don't. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners may not know this. Uh, to, just talk about your families right quick. If you're comfortable doing that, you're both, you're both been married for, uh, for some time, right? Yes. Yep. So as I mentioned, I met my wife when I was 15. So you've yeah. been married for 10 years. Okay. Good job. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're going on for six years, six years, <laughs> six years. Yeah. Now this will be, we got married in 2000. So okay. 20, coming up on 23 years. This 23. Okay. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, I've got, thanks dude. I've got yeah, three, three kids, um, 20 year old, 17 year old and, uh, almost 12 year old. So you're a little bit of a quitter. Um, quit. yeah. only three. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Damien, you're and you, Damien, please tell me you're not a quitter. Yep. <laughs> so I have a, I have, I, 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 I never quit. <laughs> I'm always trying. I'm always trying. Of all night. Uh, uh, yes, I have a 20 year old and I've been married 13 years. So that'll give you, there's another whole story there. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I have a 14 year old world record. Basically <laughs> I do have a 14. I do have a 14 year old, um, that is with my wife of 13 years. And then I have an eight-year-old also too. So, um, so oh. I've split everybody up six years apart just to, you know, because symmetrical. I, I like all stages of life. <laughs> yeah, <even laughs> symmetrical. How has uh, having kids changed your, uh, I, 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 look, as a guy with a couple kids, it changes your complete, it changes everything about every way that you think your life in an instant, the moment it happens, you're complete everything about your thought process about everything in the world changes as, as us kind of dads know um, how to going through all that stuff with the kids, like in the last seven, eight years, is there ever, has there been any, I mean, obviously with you, you wrote the song about like your love, a love letter to your son, all the things he was going to. Right. Um yeah. I guess it's, I guess, I guess my question is, it's more of a, it's more of a comment, but looking back, it's like, you probably on this music, you're looking back on, we could have never written, you just, you'd never written this stuff, the maturation, right? No, right. No, well, listen, I mean, you just listened to like our first couple records, you know, and those are some pretty young guys that don't know what the heck's going on, but it's fun. Um, it's real fun. Like, We've got deeper cuts before that stuff too. That oh, way more clueless. <laughs> yeah, we'll send we'll send you guys some. <laughs> Wait, before two thousand one, not really. Not more in the two thousand one to two thousand eight era. Okay, okay, yeah. Sorry. But our first record really wasn't. Well, we did do well, yeah, we did do one here. <laughs> but yeah, what was it? Two thousand eight was when our first yeah official release was. So we yeah we got a ton. We dabbled before that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I, can Sorry, I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now so like, I, you know, I didn't, I, I found some pretty interesting things out about you guys. Oh, my went blurry. Uh, oh, oh. Re- recently, uh, the, uh, I don't know how that, how that happened. Hopefully it'll, yeah, it's like, whoa. Um, so there's like a few notes that I took, um, about your history in particular, specifically with, you went through the gamut. So I didn't realize that you did the whole, like we signed to a major label, the major label did the major label thing. And then you went on and kept pushing through, had a a huge breakthrough post all of that. And then, and then Ellie Clarkson apparently has re-recorded not one, but two of your songs. Is this true? This is true. So when I was out in, there it goes. Yeah. You look, you're back. More mustard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I forever I was uh, doing the songwriting thing out in LA for a while and got signed to a publishing deal out there and was just writing and uh, back then 
you know, this was like oh five, oh six, like you were trying to get tracks on other people's or you were just trying to eat really is what was happening. Um, and so you would do two or three sessions a day in LA. So you'd write two, you'd probably write 10 to 12 songs a week kind of thing. And you'd just go through the gamut. And so I, I learned a ton in, in doing that. Um, but my publishers showed, um, new Kelly and, um, those songs were actually about two years old by the time Kelly had heard them. Mm. And at that point we were like, well, we're just recording them for our record because nobody seems to want these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But our publisher, he was like, man, we showed them to Kelly and she loves them. And not only does she love them, now she's going to, her next record is entitled one of the songs off. off. Didn't she call you? And she called me. Yeah. She called me. She (laughs) was like, the time was, yeah, I didn't, deal, yeah. I didn't know her. I was coming back from work and, and, uh, she calls and I get on the phone and she goes, Hey, is this is, is this Damien? And I was like, yes, this is Damien. She goes, this is Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, <laughs> well, this is awesome. You know? And we ended up talking, we talked for about an hour. Uh, but first she was like, is it okay if I use these songs? She goes, I had no effing idea that these were already on your album before I recorded them. So I am sorry. Um, I really want to still use them. Is that okay? And we were like, yes. And yes, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. That was literally <laughs> our support for 2009 and 10. Like yeah. we were very thankful. It's now, like Kelly Clarkson know that she didn't need your permission. She was just being nice. She was totally being mm, nice, yeah. nice. And yeah, I found that's she, awesome. That's awesome. Album. Yeah. She was going to do some other title to the record, but I think like pink or somebody had the same title or something or something similar. So she went with all I ever wanted and it ended up being a single on her record. And it was, man, it, it was really just a cool, like, you know, it's like bucket list stuff. You go, man, mm. this can't believe this is happening. It's awesome. Thankful. And, um, I think the, the biggest thing with all that was we, we finally kind of, it was a little bit of validation for us. Like, man, maybe we can write songs. Maybe we can really do the, you know, cause man, when you write 150 and nothing happens, mm-hmm. uh, that can do something <laughs> to you mentally. <laughs> You're yeah. like, Oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just don't have stuff. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. I think this, this quite, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Chad, because it leads me to the, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, one of you guys texted me the link to the the sit down interview, the long form interview thing, which what is that a series for the the, the casino entertainment yeah. department or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's called. Let Play me just it. tell you, I'm going to link that in the in the video description below, or something like that. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna link it, man. I watched that thing, and I don't know if I told y'all that was so cool. It was like the that was a 35, 40 minutes long or so, maybe. Yeah like well worth the time i it was so interesting i got to i got to learn about you guys in a way that i didn't know and like it was really well done really well shot so if anybody's listening i don't know where that thing even lives can you tell me where that thing even lives it's definitely on youtube yeah uh playitloud.com playitloud.com or on youtube search around to play it loud something yeah. like that yeah, yeah definitely check that out it's super it's super cool it's well done really good interview questions it looked like you guys we're kind of, it was just so cool. It was just really cool. So good, good job spent, on that. I mean, we didn't realize we had that much of a story, you know, but when <laughs> yeah. you sit down finally and you kind of chronologically talk it out with somebody and then to your point, he had some great questions mm-hmm. and things that led the conversation along, man, we, there was a couple of times we just look at each other like, wow, like we've, this has been a journey, you know, cause there's a part of your life that you, that it feels like it goes by in a blink of an eye but when you sit down and start really talking about it, you realize, man, there's a lot of water under the bridge. You there's know? a lot of things you compartmentalize. Oh. <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys are good callback. Don't call it a callback. Exactly. You guys are celebrating your 15 year, year anniversary of your first record, right? Was that the record that was also produced by uh, John, was it Johnny K or Kato? No, neither. Oh. This one was <laughs> this, See? Had, that's <laughs> this one was produced by us and um some of our mentors, uh Louis Bianconello, Sam Waters, and uh, Craig Alvin. Craig Alvin and Neil DeGray. Yeah, Neil. So it was kind of a multi like faceted because it was our first album, so it almost felt for us 
we grabbed so many different songs from so many different eras. It felt like a greatest hits record for us. <laughs> you right, know? Yeah. Well, we wanted it. We we had the ability to do it with whoever we wanted to do it with. You know, like got the the label um, guy Adam basically said, just make the record that you guys want. Like get with whoever you want to get, and you know, say what you want to say. And so we ended up just grabbing everybody. <laughs> and we're like, hey. Let's yeah. go. They and you got them all to play nice in the sandbox, which is pretty unheard of yeah. to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So milestone number one at 15 years ago. And then after that, you got well, your next two records. One of them, I know, I, I know about Johnny and Cato. I can't remember which yeah. records they each did. Stop the World 2012, not the same 2015. Johnny ah. 2012 and Cato 2015. Yeah. Oh man. And you must have been on the tail end of Cato's. Like yeah, uh, that was yeah. that was another part that kind of started the whole uh, like our journey of kind of losing people around us and people that we really cared about, you know, remember hearing about that and just being crushed, you know? Mm. Yeah. So you guys are re-release. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Uh, you guys are re-releasing the 15 year record on vinyl for the first time, right? Yeah. We're doing the the vinyl thing and we, we haven't done a vinyl on any of our stuff Ever. before. So we're, we were really excited. I got the test pressings about four days ago I'm a, I love the vinyl thing. I think it's yeah. just cool and awesome and just putting it on there and then putting it in, you know, and then like, Oh my gosh, that is just the cool. I just thought it was the coolest. So, um, yeah, so we're excited about that. There, we're also, uh, putting out a super deluxe on all the DSPs, which is going to have like 25, 30 songs. It'll be a random smorgasbord, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. so for better. For what's, that tra- what's that Spanish tra- translation? <clears throat> smorgasbord. Yeah, uh, we're gonna need to know. El smorgasbord. <laughs> El smorgasbord. Uh, <laughs> speak Spanish, clown it. You know? Wait a minute, Scandinavian. <laughs> so, so then, so, so, you guys are also like, I'm just uh, sorry if I'm I'm bur- blowing the load here on all these talking points, but I, I have. Oh yeah, uh, the idea, the idea of you playing shows coming up. I guess my question is you're 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 obviously booking some I I, I heard I should say I heard you're booking some and yes. and secondly what kind of like show is that going to be especially on the heels of a 15 year anniversary and you know the this double super doubly deluxe album coming show. out and, a, smorgas- yeah. and the El Smorgasbord album but then yeah. you also have the the brand new album that just came out and there's a deluxe version of that too so what what could like fans expect at the live shows uh, well, we're, I mean, I guess we don't know. <laughs> I mean, we are planning on playing the record all the way down. We're planning on doing that. Um, we'll have some really cool special guests. I mean, again, it's going to be in Oklahoma City. It's going to be kind of a one-time big blowout for for that. But I mean, for us, it's special because it was, again, I know it was our first record, but it did, again, feel like a relaunch of our careers at that point. We had gone through so much stuff just getting to that point. And it's like, man, we finally did it. And um, that kind of launched this thing where for the next five, six years, we were on the road all the time. We were living, for us, we were living the dream. We didn't care if we were the opening band, direct support, headliner, (laughs) whatever it was. It was like we were playing in front of people, connecting with people and making so many new friends with all the bands at that time. And I mean, literally we were living the dream. So we want to, it's almost like for us, that 15th year, 15 year anniversary blowout is a thank you to all the fans and we're hoping that you know it's well attended <laughs> we'll see oh, i'm sure it will be those those are milestone moments man i mean sure. you get the you get the you know one there's something to be said about the tour doing the thing making the friends seeing them you know doing the the camaraderie with the band it, it becomes a blur you know those years of your lives become a blur you don't remember those those moments on the stage as much so getting a chance to relive it and play those songs and it's in you know in your in your hometown with your yeah. feet on the ground in your head you know uh, <laughs> out of the sky i suppose even though it's not you know it's like the idea is like wow i can really breathe this moment in for the first time yeah you know, absolutely I would yeah. yeah it's cool we're well, excited and the um i gotta say the music has never sounded better I think you guys are like in Amazing. great form right now. I mean, the, the the vocals, the arrangements, the production is so good. Um, it's still got that King's. I just cannot hear King's X, and I can't not hear um, 
Especially blue sky. I mean, every time that comes on, it sounds yeah, like for black sure. sky or something, you know. Yeah, even in Spanish, it's it was it was there for me. Um in the you know, the the production's really good. It was it's like there's a couple songs where it's really stripped down, just like knuckle dragger guitar stuff, like super pentatonic, just really simple, not in a in not an insulting way, but very bare bones. <laughs> and then there's other parts where there's these big huge reverb guitars and like just just really uh, it's a great palette on this piece of work that i'm really proud of you guys and I, i'm very impressed it's 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 sounding really really good and i i'm i'm a fan i encourage everybody to go out and check it out it sounds very mature as well chad would say mature because he wears he wears mustard um, <laughs> he's a kind spokesperson yeah it's a yeah it's the nose really i mean once it goes up a little bit higher this, this and the nose knows right it's very mature well, you're um, a guy. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds really it, it sounds really good. Did you guys um what was the production part of this for you guys as far as like um studio and how to put together? Was it a tracks thing where you cut some stuff over here, you did some here? Was there stuff just how we did, did a, a lot at our friends uh which is he's one of our best friends uh and actually our rhythm guitar player in our band now uh through all this, but he uh he has a, a studio in Oklahoma City. And it made it a lot easier for us to go and track, especially during the pandemic. You know, we'd all get up there and we'd get masked up and we'd go in there and <laughs> track and then go home because he lives like 15 minutes away. Yeah. And so we just co-produced the whole record with him. And and we were just like, you know what? We don't need to go hire some big shot. You know, let's just do it ourselves and have fun and and see what happens. And we we were beyond pleased with what what came out. Yeah. And James... Connor, who is it's Vo, Vo Studios, Vo. Mm -hmm. um, is amazing, amazing uh, musical mind. Really, really stepped in and helped us hone a lot of the stuff. Uh, great with harmonies, great guitar player, just has great ideas. So it's been a real blessing to have him come be part of the team now, you know. And then, like Damien said, he now he's playing with us live and stuff. So it's just really cool to be in a kind of a different feels like it's a different era for us, you know, yeah. as a band. I'm trying know? to teach him how to tap. He's still not getting that yet. That's uh, cool. Well, you know, it's just, <laughs> he'll, get it's, there. <laughs> he'll get there. Um, the, uh, so let's, uh, we'll change gears for a second. And then Chad and I want to uh, mess with you guys. But first, uh, more, mess with you more. Uh, but Emotionally. First, let's, let's talk about what brought us all together, which is Shiprocked. How was your Shiprocked in January of 23? How did it treat you guys? Dude, we had so much fun. It was amazing. Yeah. We, I mean, for us every year is just, it's great. So we always get, we're always thankful when we get the call to come back and, you know, hang out with the stowaways. This one was even more special because we got to, mm -hmm. we got to play with Aranda and, yeah. and do some of our stuff also, which yeah, is, I'm, I'm so happy that we were able to pull that off. I'm, I'm so glad that worked out. Me yeah. too. And the show, there was that show in the atrium with the acoustic yeah. stuff. That, there's something about that particular area. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens, but, we we played a show there. We it was amazing, and then we did some stuff with Corey Glover in that same area. I I don't know what it is, but every time it just feels magical. I think it's yeah. just the out. You know, you got the triple tier, yeah. you know, balconies, and and people are kind of all around you. And it's just like with the Corey thing. It was like it was so uh, off the cuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing stuff that we had not rehearsed with him, and and vice versa. And so. I think people get such a unique experience on ship rocked when it comes to the, those type of moments, you know, it's not only just the bands playing their set sets, mm -hmm. but it's moments they get to witness where the musicians get together and just go, let's just see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that ship it lends itself to that um, for sure. And we weren't really sure how everything was going to play out with that. Cause it is a smaller stage and it could be, it, you just don't know. Cause it could be weird. The, the artist could feel separated from, the the guests and be kind of weird but now that we saw how it went we're like we're gonna we're gonna put more shows in there they gotta be you gotta be strategic about what you do but we're definitely gonna put more yeah, shows in sure. there uh, yeah the sound it, deal is kind of an you know it, yeah you never know what you're getting and i don't know if you'll ever improve upon that i right. think that's just gonna i think that's gonna come with the territory unless we get unless we really start thinking about it but i even started thinking i was like well can we get with the ship to have them turn down some of the light Right, you know, because it's pretty bright, right? It's out yeah. there, and it's it's you're kind of it's it's very like an open, airy kind of bright thing, and you can you're seeing people walk by and not pay attention, 
right? And, and then you <laughs> right. see some people that are really engaged and then people right below you at the bar, you know, yeah, it's just- it's that are weird... almost directly, you have to kind of look over the yeah, rail. Yeah, so I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. That was super cool of you guys to do that for us. So. I think each year it just gets better and better, you know, I mean, yeah. just like I'm sure with everything, it's you tweak from year to year and you're you're trying to get closer and closer to having it be- the experience that you kind of imagine in your head for sure yeah you're doing a great job oh thank I've always you, looked at that space like a hug <clears throat> like if you're in that you know like because you're surrounded all by around all sides and you really have to be vulnerable you know like and there's people you're behind gonna have, i mean you literally yeah. have to back here the, tapping the on the shoulder like hey man you can play skinnered man <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you're like of course of course yeah. we are yeah. 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 We're yeah. We're, it was next on the list but now that you asked we're not yeah. gonna play it yeah, we were gonna open. We're not gonna play. Yeah, we're gonna way to go. You ruined it for everybody. Ruined it for everybody. Now you're getting La Bamba. <laughs> fucking jerk. <laughs> Kick it, Damien. Yeah. Dude, La Bamba. After fucking exactly. After you want to burn? You got like it. Fucking, yeah, all right. Okay, guys, we're gonna Sorry. walk the plank, and we're not gonna explain to you what this means. You'll figure it out. Okay. This is a twofer because we have two, both of you. So, uh, oh yeah, can we do, twofer. Yeah, yeah. Good. We'll do. We'll I do can two. Leave. We'll <laughs> do two. No, no, I'll leave. <laughs> All right, uh, Damien, would you rather be a plant or a flower? God, flower. Wow. Uh, I mean, I didn't mean to make you mad. No, I, I was more confused. I think I just love to bloom. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, what about you, Gabe? Oh, is that same question? Same question. I I guess Would you rather be that. a plant or a flower? Isn't a flower and a plant kind of the same or no? Mm. Sir, I was thinking. sir, let's get real with botany. This, okay. Okay. This is making waves of ship shiprock podcast. You never know what I'm you're gonna, gonna say, learn. I'm gonna say a plant. Okay. Then. All right. Well, what's your favorite thing about one of you want to elaborate on that? I want to get pollinated. Because I think fifty percent of you don't know what a plant or a flower. How long get pollinated? <laughs> <laughs> the way you did it, he's not having a good You saw lean back. I want to get pollinated. I want to get <laughs> Like doesn't everyone? Exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, die. Okay. All right. Well, then, what's your favorite thing about yourself? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> One hundred percent. Oh my gosh! We're walking the plank now, guys. As you're this close to falling Absolutely. off, you know? <laughs> what's your favorite thing about yourself? Uh, is it like a physical thing or like a yes? Like, okay, Digital, emotional, <clears throat> spiritual. Um, it's yourself. It could be your diet. It could be your exercise routine. Like, it could be. Well, I like my diet. <laughs> no, That's like Kit Kats and uh, <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, what do you like most about yourself? Oh God, I don't want to get too serious here. Yeah, no. uh, this is what we're doing, man. This is what we're doing. Okay, well, just, I I like that I'm slow to anger. I I feel like I have developed a very even keel. I don't get rattled too easy. That's yeah, so, so you're alluding, so you're saying that that wasn't always the case. <laughs> no, listen, no, definitely. The, not. This is the advantage of having me here on on this side of him. The flip side of that is. Damien will take and take and take, and whoever is unlucky enough to be at that breaking point, mm. it all comes out, and mm. it, it's pretty intense. <laughs> mm. But he is very slow to anger, but if you're the one that tips that over, I'm not going to say anything else. Hey, Chad. <laughs> the same way. I'm the same, I'm the same way. So. Chad, I'm going to break <laughs> protocol here. I'm going to ask a follow-up question. Sure. When's the last time you broke? Hmm. 1240. Okay. <laughs> exactly. When is the last time I went off? It's man on somebody. I don't yes. and it's oh, been, not necessarily. It just when's the last time you broke? It, it didn't have to be somebody. Just man. I don't know. I, I can't even really remember when I've like really gone off. Can you remember? I don't know. I want, no. You weren't around for that, were you? I mean, so apparently, so apparently, what you like most about yourself is real. It's working. Because if you can't remember, very last, slow. <laughs> yeah, very, very slow. Yeah, yeah. Gabe, uh, what do you like most about yourself? Um, I think I'm a good singer. 
I can sing bubbles, man. I sing bubbles real good. Real, real good stuff. Ready? <laughs> no, I mean, I think I've got a uh, kind of a stick to itiveness about me that I like. Like, I've got a lot of patience. And when I set myself to a task, I'm kind of. I'm kind of obsessive, but in a good way. Like I, I don't quit on on a task until it's complete. I don't know. I've You're always finisher. thought. Yeah, I just always thought that that was a a quality that I liked about myself. You know, yeah, and it cool. helps in, in doing the construction and stuff that I do when things get kind of tedious. I'm good in those situations when things get real. Like, oh man, this is going to take like four hours of doing this. I can do that. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a huge quality. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure a, is. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. <laughs> Both of them are yeah. fucking solid. Yeah, go, go talk to my dishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, but what about <laughs> vocal? <laughs> what about my vocal? <laughs> <laughs> so here's a here's a here's a curveball, and it will and you'll get to throw that curveball. Yes. So without knowing who this was, uh, <laughs> and they didn't know who it was going to be asked to, which we will reveal who the person is that asked it. You'll be able to do the same. I'm going to ask you another question. And that question is what has been the most can't stand it smell moment that you've ever had on tour? I can't stand it. You smelt it and you're like, fuck that. It's had to be in the van at some point. Some, <laughs> some, weird. it's always in the van. So our, for me, it was our, our late sound guys, Mike Pickens, God rest his soul. Most hilarious individual. His breath, man, was oh. just, I mean, mm -hmm. and so, and he had the, the bunk right behind the driver's seat. Oh, and no. so when you're, yeah. when you're driving and his head is right behind you and he's asleep and it's just, oh, it's like freaking dark mm. right yeah. there. It's just pumping out nasty. Oh, you could smell it when he was sleeping. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking Because he was crazy. a mouth. <laughs> like it was just like, and we even had like a theme song to it when it would, you know, come up from, remember that song, Kiss of Death from, uh. <laughs> Talking. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's breath of death. <laughs> breath of death. <laughs> oh man. Did he know? Oh no. yeah, he did. He had to. I mean, no one's ever. No, but you, uh, they don't yeah, know. no, no. We, he they never got know, really guys. confronted. He got never got really confronted. Yeah, they don't. I, there's no way they know because if they know, then they're just being a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he yeah. didn't he didn't know, but there were subtle hints. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bianca. What is it? Is it uh, what was this breastway? Bianca? Is that the one from uh, Ace Ventura? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So, so that question. That question was asked by Elias from Nonpoint. And he, not knowing who the guest was going to be, he asked us to ask this question. So now right. I'm going to give y'all the opportunity to do the same for next week's guest. Okay. All right. Uh, mm. Fruit of a or Speedos? Ooh, fuck yeah. What was it? Fruit of a Loom or Speedo? Wow. What if it's a Fruit of the Loom brand Speedo? Oh, I guess Speedo is I the brand. I think we know. We're talking about brands? I think we know. Yeah. Okay. I know what he means, and maybe that makes me a little. Do you want to do a two first? You want to do? I can, <laughs> yeah. Let's can, do a two. We can first. double That's up. Fun. That's yeah. fun. Let's okay, double up because we have. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let's see. Would you rather live by the ocean or in the woods? Mm. I like that. Fair. So Fair. so fruit of the looms or speedo. And or like would you rather live, like, live <laughs> boy, live by the ocean or in the woods? Well, you know, like ocean yeah, or like, woods. Yeah, mount, okay. mount, I think mount. I like I like these questions because one is kind of straight up, and one is and one is not. <laughs> yeah. So it opens up a it opens a up broader conversation. conversation. I yeah. guess it's more like up in the mountains or or by the ocean, or by the sea, sea level or mountain air. This could go in. and really Listen, I'm not. I'm not. Direction. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take over your question. It's your question. We will return him, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it is a twofer, but it's also a combination because you could say fruit of looms or speedo. They say speedo, and you're like, okay, ocean or woods, and they're like woods. And you're like, would you wear the speedo in the woods? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would make a great voice. 
That's right. Uh, yeah, that's uh, well, great. You, well, thank you for walking the plank with us, gentlemen. I think you survived. So thank you for that. Uh, I was whatever I hear that I walk. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, lastly, let's finish up with um, this. Uh, talk just a tiny little bit about a charity that means a little bit to you guys, or maybe more. Uh, and we have a new relationship with American Musical Supply and American Music Supply is going to make a donation to your charity and uh, Shiprock is going to match their donation. Okay. So let's hear about your charity and we'll link it and we'll talk about it um, right now. And um, tell us about the charity. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> actually, this one's a pretty personal charity because it's a great friend of ours that started it. Um, his name's Longtran. We went to we went to school with them and um, it all started when his uh, his um, daughters they had they both had cancer. Both of them, both of them got childhood cancer. <clears throat> both oh, of his yeah. daughters, you know. Mm. And he thought, man, we uh, they had struggled through that and just all the things that come with that. And they were like, man, do can we start something that basically can help? families can help families either you know either help pay a bill or help them with some hospital stuff or even basically almost like make a wish come true we actually got to help um this uh young girl her name was caitlin um she was a singer and i think she was around 13 and, she, and he was like man her biggest dream is to come into the studio and record a song she wants to just come into the studio and record a song so james who i was just we were just telling you about that helped us me and james came in and uh she came in and she came in with her wheelchair and we recorded one of her original songs mm. which you can actually get on spotify right now what's it called and, um man that is such a great question i I'll will i'll find out i'll link it yeah. yeah. And uh just she had the time of her life and then probably 6 to 9 months later she passed away. Mm. And it's just but the smile and the joy that she had on her face to be able to live that moment um was just priceless. And so um that charity for us it's we called Faith Kids it's called Faith Kids and we literally we they do a, a, a an event every year and we always play at it and uh, we just try to give whatever we can. Um, and so that's, that's our charity because we are very locked in to it. Love it. Well, American music supply and Shiprock will be donating to that charity on your behalf. And so thank you guys for being here tonight and I'll link all that stuff and make sure everybody knows about that charity to go check it out for sure. Uh, it looks like an absolutely wonderful, worthy cause. So that's awesome. awesome that you guys are involved in that. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Chad, do you uh, have anything to share? I kind of like, I, I want to close with a bang and I feel like you're the guy who could do that for us. Bang. Uh, so uh, no, I, I just wanted to, bang. I just, just wanted to let you know <laughs> that I am extremely excited to be tuning in on June 20th to your YouTube channel so that I can check out the premiere of your new music video for the song, The Light and Dark. Yes. Chad's been doing his homework. Dude, <laughs> absolutely. Somebody's got to be a professional. Hey, <laughs> this is our first legit music video in Al's, like 11, Al's, 12 years. So. Like, really? Guys wear underwear? Hey. <laughs> Ocean? Yeah. Are you wearing exactly. speedos in the video <laughs> or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, so this is so first proper cool. music video in some time, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, and it was a blast to do. Yeah, it was. Um, and yeah. It was, was it done in the mountains or was it done on the ocean? Was it done? <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, that's a two pronged question, Al. Um, <laughs> Both. <laughs> it's a professional music video. Green screen with the woods and the ocean. <laughs> yeah, okay. Simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. These days, where can you be? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean I, I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. This, 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 this energy that you have is not only infectious, but it's courageous, especially in the face of all the adversary, uh, adversity. And it's obviously well deserved uh, the okay. success that you have going on. And uh, you I can't be in wait to be. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I just started playing bass. So if you need a guy, you're in. You can, you're in. Exactly. can I be in the next so video? What you, but what would you do in Aranda? <laughs> oh shit! Because they're they're not. You're they're good. Yeah, I guess yeah. I couldn't. I mean, 
Yeah, we were just talking about maybe yeah. doing merch. Yeah. Yeah, I can do merch. I can do merch. Are you in a crew? Are you some band? I meant to say crew. <laughs> yeah. You, I'm, oh, shit. I mean, like. No, no, no. I think it'd be a hell of a trio. Dude, if we yeah. could, like. Imagine Chad's head right here. Three yeah, part, just be like forty dollars. One, <laughs> dude. Three part harmonies, Kokomo. Let's go, dude. Sick. <laughs> but seriously, I'm, I'm like extremely Kokomo. stoked for y'all, man. Thanks. It's man. very cool. Yeah, it's good to see y'all's faces. Thanks for being here with us tonight. Dude, I appreciate it. And, and I will sell your merch. Yeah. <laughs> be safe. I'm glad we weathered the storm. Yeah, I don't yeah. hear the hail anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. It's the calm before the storm. That's right. All right, boys. Take care. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. I'm caught between the light and dark. This life is tearing me apart. The giving in feels like it never ends. But how could I ever deny? I still believe that hope is rising up again. Hey you, do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-d.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.